everybody welcome 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 to the mjb music with jb podcast where i'm your host mario j brown singer songwriter and ceo of mjb music and my man here uh we've been having some technical difficulties uh, you may be able to see him but not hear him but he is james buford better known as pastor uh graphic designer aka uh all the above we call him mr ak and he's also the cmo of mjb music so yes we started this podcast to uh to bring you guys everything music education and culture people that are uh, in the music industry that serve many different areas. And what we've done is we've reached out to them and we're bringing them to you. So they're coming and they're bringing their knowledge, they're bringing their experience, and they're giving you free game tools to uh, to further your career um, in whatever as, uh, aspect of music of your, that you're in. So basically, you will learn valuable information from various entertainment industry professionals, such as we've had producers, songwriters, makeup artists, entertainment lawyers. Um, tonight we have a photographer, uh, musicians, and more. So feel free to chime in and ask questions. Make sure you get your, uh, your questions in the chat and we'll be sure to, uh, to address those questions. So thank you for joining us today. We truly, truly, truly value your time and attention. Uh, today's topic of discussion will be behind the lens. Again, our topic tonight is behind the lens. So I'm going to read this gentleman's bio really quick so you all can know what you're in for. Um, Gregory Davis, affectionately called Greg, is an entrepreneur in the true sense of, of the word. After almost 28 years, his enthusiastic approach, hang on one second. Sorry about that. My computer is acting crazy. All right. Come on here. All right. His enthusiastic approach to photography is the driving force of his business. His slogan, always behind the camera, but never out of the picture, is a true reflection of his ability to uh, his subjects, uh, to capture his subjects from both angles. Born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, his desire was to become a uh, musician, mastering a saxophone until uh, what has just become, what was started out as a hobby of photography grew into what has now become his profession. Greg has captured photos for, the, for, uh, for and of celebrities, Bernie Mac, President Barack Obama, Jennifer uh, Hudson, and more. Um, normally, right now, uh, we would have become, a, a, a music culture a uh, moment of, of, of a day. I'm not sure if our, our co-host is on or not. Can you, did you get your mic working, James, or no? Not tonight. Okay, okay. Maybe they, they probably can't hear you. So we'll just uh, skip that segment tonight. 
Um, so we'll jump right into it uh, with our guests. We won't be before you long. We just really have some valuable information that we want to bring to you. And uh, again, tonight, our topic is behind the lens. And um, so I know it's important because as an artist, you know, there are times when we have to uh, be in front of the lens and, you know, a good photographer will be able to get the best out of you. You know, sometimes I've, you know, I've grown, but there were times where I've been really shy and didn't know how to really express myself in photos. And, you know, a good photographer makes you comfortable. They know how to get out of you, you know, make you your best self. So tonight we're going to get some tools. And uh, without further ado, guys, let's welcome our guest, Mr. Greg Davis. Come on, y'all. Welcome my family, Mr. Greg Davis. Yes, sir. Welcome, sir. Welcome. How are you today? Hey, here we are in the shy. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so excited to have you on, man. It's been a while since uh, since I've seen you. And um, you're looking good, man. You're looking good. You're getting younger or what, man? That secret sauce. <laughs> it's staying, be- staying behind the camera and not in front of it. This is what, what helps out a lot. <laughs> That's what keeps you young, huh? <laughs> Less pressure. So you got me in the pressure cooker. So I'm usually calming other people down before they go on camera. But here we are. So let's yes, let's sir. see if I can use my own secret sauce on myself. <laughs> well, come on and give us that sauce tonight, man. That's what we're here for. Thank you to our viewers. Um, shout out to Derek Scruggs, Nicole Thomas, Zan Young, Carrick Stevens, Yvette Knox. I know you know that name. James ah. Buford, Kenya, my wife, James Stewart. Man, we got a lot of people on tonight to come to um, get some of this wisdom. So let's jump right into it, man. Um, take us on the journey down your career path to become a uh, professional photographer. Like how and where did your passion come from and how did you become successful? So it's kind of weird. In high school, I played around with the camera. I took one class it was, uh, I went to Marshall High School. I got to, you know, do some shout outs. Went to Marshall High School. The teacher's name was Miss Commodin. I took one class and that was that. And fast forward, I got in the band and I played music for a long time. And at some point, you know, that phase of my life sort of phased out and I had to get a real job because I wasn't making enough money doing it musically. And uh, trying to make it short, my sister, borrowed a $35 camera that I had and she took it on vacation and broke that camera. So I then wanted to purchase a real camera. I spent, I wore my wife down to spend $500 on a camera and uh, a friend of ours owned a theater company. And as soon as I got my camera, he allowed me, his name was Douglas Allen Mann. He was my first mentor. Uh, He allowed me to come to the theater and shoot pictures for their theater. Before I knew what the f-stop was, the shutter speed, and all these other things that was going on, he allowed me to cut my teeth in that theater company. And um, I think th- at that time he paid me like thirty-five dollars. Wow. So I went out and I bought some business cards. So I was in business. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at that theater company, the one thing that changed my life was Harris Bank was giving some money to the theater. at that time, $50 an hour plus expenses, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I'm like, whatever, let's do it. And so from there for it, I, you know, just pretty much said I was a photographer. I was still working. 
mm-hmm. and eventually uh, that job ended, and I decided not to look for a job, and I figured I can I can make it doing this. Again, the guy that was my mentor, Douglas Allen Mann, who's, who's passed away now, he was doing voiceovers for a living. Mm. And so I told, I was like, well, if he could talk for a living, <laughs> I'm sure I should be able to do pictures for a living. So, right. and that pretty much how it started, man. And um, I used the music discipline okay. as a transferable skill to to run the business. Um, when I was in high school, my band teacher was Mr. Delanor O'Banion. And he was really tough on us as kids. He would be probably put in jail today as how we were treated back in the day. And, but it made us better, right? Gotcha. So I tell him, we still are friends now. I tell him I hated him, but I lived by his principles. <laughs> so he basically set me up for life, really just knowing how to deal with people, being in front of, you know, we used to play, um, I was in the jazz band. So just being on stage, half of my life in high school made this part easy. So that's yeah. pretty much how I started, man. And then just started building clients, um, met some great photographers along the way that supported my efforts. Uh, I dropped some names. First person was Billy Cobb. He had a studio in Oak Park and I walked in the studio and just first I told him I was going to be a client. And then I said, Hey man, I'm really just need some help as a photographer. And he took me under his wings and so on and so on and so on, man. And so here we are today, 28 years later, it's, it seems like it just started yesterday. Wow. Um, I still love what I do. I do it for free, but I don't have to. So thank God for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, here we are now, man, uh, 28 years later, I have people I mentor. I still have a mentor. I, uh, there's another photographer here his name is Victor Powell. And okay. He taught me a lot of things that helped me that to cultivate clients, to be more than just a photographer for the client. And so, again, man, just building that legacy that other people helped me along the way. So, yeah, I know I'm wow. a misname, so I don't want to just run through a bunch of them because <laughs> there's a lot of people that has helped. It's, it's, you know, you no one man gets you there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of people, man. Bunch yeah. Of oh, man, that's awesome. Yep. You know, it's something uh, I didn't even know that about you, that you played an instrument uh, fluently like that. So that's that's interesting, <laughs> man. Like a man of more than one talent. <laughs> I harass that's, I harass musicians for a living now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that that's really interesting that how you said that it, it, it kind of prepped you for what you're doing now, that discipline, yes. um, because yes. you have to have discipline when you're learning and, you know, developing your craft. So that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, we also talked about um, dealing with people. Um, dealing with people is not always the easiest thing to do because people are not all the same. Um, so you, of course we have different personalities, we have different moods, we have different, uh, scenarios, life scenarios. And so how do you, um, how do you, how do you deal with, um, either challenging people or just people in general? What makes you, uh, you know, good at what you do as it relates to dealing with so many different people? So I always tell my family, I have uh, four other siblings and <laughs> they're the four personalities that they have <laughs> <laughs> helped me. So when I run into people, I go like, oh, that's Val. You know, my <laughs> sister was a model. And so it was like just things in, in, in their lives, how to deal. I was the youngest of five. So being the younger brother, I always had to fit in and I was always, you know, I'll talk to a, a fire plug. And so 
using their personalities and being able to negotiate with them um, has helped me for this. For instance, I remember uh, one time I I told on my brother and he hit me in the stomach so hard. I almost passed out. I couldn't breathe like for like three, 30 seconds or so. Right. And he taught me how not, you know, don't be a trick, work it out, negotiate. So my whole life has just been about negotiating in front of people when, when they can be difficult. Sometimes you, if you listen a little more to them, you'll find out what makes them tick and you'll yeah. find out because we all have these idiosyncrasies. Right. And so there's, we're half baked people. Everybody is. And so when you find out what works for them, then you, you know, you morph into that area and, and work with them. There are some artists that I've worked with. I'm not going to mention any names with that, but they can be really difficult, but they do what they do very well. And I respect what they do. And that just keeps all that other stuff out of the way, man, because again, they're running around, people are asking them for the autograph, you know, and everybody just can't deal with the fame part. Cause sometimes I find musicians that just want to be musicians. They don't want to be famous. So yeah. With all that stuff that comes with it, it can be very aggravating. So when I'm on the scene, I'm not that guy asking, you know, hey, man, since I'm here with you, let me talk to you about your life. You know, mm-hmm. I just sit and do do what I came to do. And so it, it, it's afforded me that effort. I mean, that that opportunity to just be anywhere and just be Man, it's it's so the way sometimes you work with people are through other industries. So like if I'm working for an ad industry, I would, you know, be on a set with like Bernie Mac. Bernie when Bernie Mac did this commercial for um, um, it was a Illinois lottery and we shot this commercial for two days. And that's when I really learned the, the professionalism of what a, 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 a actor does. For two days, Bernie Mac went woo, and that was part. That was his part of the of this uh, this ad. And and no matter how many times they did it, he did it a different way. And I was sitting there like I was just mesmerized how you could just stay that focused to do this part. So those kind of things are um, part of the things along the way that again you 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 find out the art of doing things like you. We always think that. Everything is simple, and there's a lot more that goes behind the scenes than than w- people just see it when it's on. But usually, yeah. by the time something and it's a 30 second commercial, right? Two days, wow. a 30 right. second commercial. So you see the effort that goes into it, and you just can't do anything but respect it, man. Um, uh, so other people, I work with Kanye West. He's very interesting person. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, um, we did uh, the Chicago Theater. With, I'm going to drop some names because I'll get killed if I don't. A friend of mine, uh, her name is Juan, Juan Teagues, and she um, started her own business as well, and she was doing promotional stuff and events. And we both sort of grew up together in the, in this, in this. I guess we say, the game. And she had gotten a, she had a him as a client, you know, so because of her, I got opportunities to do like Dusty Baker, 
uh, I met the Chicago Bears and things like that. So you may get one hit and then find 25 artists in that situation. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you deal with them directly. You sometimes deal with them indirectly. Uh, if you're doing a CD cover, of course, that's you'll get that phone call. But working with other people through other entities, right? Again, I say nobody ever gets there by themselves, right? So right. Right. it just worked out that way, man. And it and it it keeps morphing and morphing and morphing, and just opportunities come away. I'm just always excited just to be in the in the conversation, whether yeah. I get the job or not, just to be relevant. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just to be relevant. So. Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I know we talked a little bit earlier about um, different types of, um, you know, personalities. And, and like, so if you get somebody that's not real um, comfortable in front of the camera, like, how do you get the best out of that client? How do you get the best out of any client? Like, how do you make them comfortable, um, you know, shooting with you or taking taking photos or being? So some, I guess. Sometimes this works. I am. um <laughs> I I can I I'm an antagonist, right? Okay. So sometimes through antagonizing people, I get the best out of them. Now, if some people can take that, and some people can't. But that's how we grew up, man. And and things that were what which would seem harsh again 20 years ago was what made us stronger. Mm -hmm. You know, we 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 reveled in the fact that um, that the challenge was before us and that we weren't just going to just lose. It was not failure was not an option. Uh, me and my best friend, Steve Hill, who has his own business in St. Louis, I got to drop names. Right. Mm -hmm. he, uh, we always when we talk maybe two, three times a week, it's always our, our, our motto is find a way, whatever it is, it's find a way to get it done. So, again, my challenge when somebody's in front of me. It's you're only as good as your last job, right? Like Absolutely. Janet Jackson said, what have you done for me lately, right? <laughs> so if I'm going to work again, I've got to knock it out the park and figure out a way. It's like a chess game. I got to figure it out. So finding a way to make that person uh, look the way they need to look or give me the reaction that they need to react. And sometimes, again, my way is always just being a jokester, man. That's just... Yeah. Who I, am. I, I lived the dozens in high school. I tell people I just went by high school, but don't mess with me on the dozens. So <laughs> it didn't always work out for me. You know, some <laughs> people always say, yeah, you might get beat up. I say, you think that would be the first time? <laughs> but I got the shot. Right. <laughs> the end result is the goal, man. So, yeah. I take it a week. That's just who I am. I, I make no excuses. None. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good that you have, you know, that that personality because it does it loosens people up, you know, especially, you know, a lot of people deal with insecurities that we don't see, you know. And, and so when they are in front of a camera, it really intensifies and, you know, the anxiety is real. So when you have a, a photographer that that knows how to. Um, you know, change the mood of, of the surrounding, you know, that's, that's huge. So I'm sure that that's a lot that you attribute to your success as well. Um, let's talk gear for a minute. Uh, what type of gear do you use and like, what's your favorite lens? Now, I don't know anything about this, but I know we have some <laughs> photographers that are, are tuning in tonight. So let's, let's school them. Let's teach them. Tell them some of the things that you use and what's your favorite lenses. So I'm a, I'm a Canon shooter now. Nikon. And when I met my, my mentor, Victor Powell, um, he had me shoot a, a conference with him and he showed me his images 
and he looked at my images and then I sold all of my equipment. <laughs> I promise you, I took a big loss. But I mean, I was learning from one of the best guys that you could ever meet, man. And so I shut it all down, moved to Canon, and I haven't looked back since. Um, we use all the L lenses, which are the like they're they're, um, they're called fast lenses. Okay. And so there's 70 to 200. There's a 35 uh, to a 16 to 35 millimeter, a 24 to 24 to 70. And so those, and then there's wide angle lenses as well. So it's how you use them. It has to be applicable, like almost like a, a music lick, right? Okay. So again, that's what like when they say a music less is more knowing the tool, when to use it and, and what to do with it. You And you can buy all this stuff and not know what to do with it, right? So part of uh, learning and knowing what to do and what lens you need. And now with that, you have to anticipate when you need it. Because if you see it before you put your camera up to your face, yeah. you've already missed it. It's not going to happen. So you you we call it laying on shots. You have to anticipate what's going to happen. There are certain things I'm really good at, and there are certain things that I suck at. I I went one time and shot a, a volleyball game, and okay. you would have thought I didn't know what I was doing because you really, I mean, it's really fast motion. So mm. uh, photographers that do sports, man, it's a whole different world. Uh, wow. I'm not a fashion photographer at all. Wow, okay. It. It's a different, because I was taught like, acceptable views of the face and things like that, I'd be, I'd suck at shooting a gap ad because it, it doesn't have any rules that I've learned. So there's mm -hmm. a whole nother set of rules in doing, you know, ad work and things like that. So there's things I know I do well. I do school photography. And so with over time, what that does for me is I'm able to engage somebody very fast and get you out of my chair and get what we need quickly, mm -hmm. right? So you can take that same skill and deal with a corporate exec that only has 20 minutes to get his headshot done and get him in the door, knock it out the park. You know, in this world, we can show him a proof like instantaneous. So I've at one point and I've done a headshot with one shot. Like I, the guy looked up, I said something stupid. He smiled, bam, I showed him the picture. He says, not gonna get any better than this. And wow. he was out the door. And so, again, <laughs> it's just over time, man, it's just um, and again, it's my goofiness that matches with the other things that help me do what I do. Um, I struggle with calling people clients when I first did this because it was not, you know, it was one of those I had to make it an art for me. It wasn't mm -hmm. always just, you know, an art. So yeah. music is my, you know, that was like, you know, I'm listening for cowbells. I'm listening why I listen when mistakes are made. So in that same thing, man, I had to learn how to do that in the photography world. You know, gotcha. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, See, I know one thing uh, you might be able to help me with. Now, I wear glasses, right? Yes. So every time I have a photo shoot, I run into issues with glaring and and it's like, OK, and, and they may say, take your glass. I'm like, but I don't want to take I want to see while I'm <laughs> shooting. I want to look like I normally look. So how do so, do you have any tips for that? Well, see, so it's the it's the design of your glasses as well. So you can with certain glasses, you can have people tilt their head down. But if we're trying to do something live and we're moving around a lot, it, it makes it more difficult. And now you got to think about more than just having a good picture. Now you're thinking about keeping your head down, taking yeah. the picture as well. Your glasses are rounded, 
which makes it even worse to glare. They, they're, they're more susceptible to glare because they're rounded. And then when they uh, tell you to put that non-glare stuff on your glasses, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have it on mine because, you know, I want the thinnest glass I can get because I, I I do need them, right? But it also adds a, a, a uh, green tint to your glasses. So all of those things sort of put us in a situation, like as you look into yourself now, you can see the screen back in your glasses. Mm-hmm. It's how your glasses are shaped. Okay. So you could help yourself in your new look next time. Getting a flatter. Getting a, yeah, getting a different, uh, uh, a different pattern of your lens. Oh, yep. okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's valuable. <laughs> so when I see it, like, you know what I'm saying? When you're, when you're looking, when you do music, you already know when you come into the room or where, like where the bass player sits, if he doesn't sit next to the drummer, you already know it's like, Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, so yep. it's the same thing when I see your glasses. I already know I'm going to struggle with trying to keep you engaged mm. and get the right picture with the glasses. And sometimes you'll get a good look and we can overlook the glare and then we can fix it in post sometimes. But yeah, sometimes it's virtually impossible depending gotcha. on the type of lens you have on okay. your glasses. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, uh, let me ask you, do you have a favorite piece of work that you've done? Like, something that you're most proud of like yeah that's my baby right there it's always the next one Mm. (laughs) (laughs) because it's how we eat right so i don't want to and so i don't want to get yeah well i will well the way god works right so if i celebrate this one moment as if it's the last thing or the best greatest thing i'll ever do that doesn't give me room for him to do something else so i try to always Right. Because if I do something today, I eat today, but I need to eat next week and the week after. So it, it all becomes a blur and we appreciate the journey along the way. But all of them are your kids. It's like, how do you like a kid better than the other one? Right. Some of them give you more problems than others. But it, at some point, it's all just work, you know. And so, no, um, if I had to. um one thing that we did one time was what I liked about it was how quick it happened. So let's from that standpoint, I did a shot at Harris Bank and I think it was some executives in front of the bank and they used that in Times Square on mm. on like the big screen down at Times Square. That oh, was kind of cool to see. So I put it on my face. I think on Facebook, I don't know if it could, people understood it, but I had their picture there. And then in the background in, in New York was this gigantic a drum right. with that same picture on it. So that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they probably thought it was Photoshop, not even knowing <laughs> that. Oh, this is the real deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's well, I, have a, I got a Forrest Gump kind of life. You know, you'd be like, really? <laughs> uh, I uh, I was photographing Kanye West before he was Kanye. Okay. Kanye West does, he did like a half an hour um, um, sound check. And he had John Legend. Nobody knew who neither one of them was. It was like a neo tour. And mm. so, you know, you take some pictures, blah, blah, blah. It ends up, you throw them in the pile. A year later, Kanye West is like the largest thing on the planet. I go back and get those pictures and put them <laughs> on my Facebook page. So then I started saying, if you're if you're photographed by me, I'm a star maker, right? You know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> I got him when he was early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Put, put the sauce on them like he's supposed yeah, to. You know, until I put my lens on them, you know. <laughs> That's just the story, you know, the, the big fish story. Now tell us yeah. what your what your motto is. I think I read it in your bio, but if you can just uh, speak to your motto and, and what, what exactly does that mean? Always behind the camera, but never out of the picture. Meaning, yes, again, staying relevant. Um, I, you know... Uh, Stumping, stumping with the big dogs, but being quiet and doing it because we can all brag about the things we do. But, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes I think to my discredit, I really don't promote myself that way. I'm sort of like I don't go like, look what I did last and look who I was hanging out with. And because, again, I think that affords me to be able to move quietly and do the things I do. So mm-hmm. if, if I'm a and I don't you know, I'm not saying anything about anyone else that takes pictures with artists and things like that. I honestly think I've only taken maybe one or two pictures with an artist or a a celebrity, and one of them was one of the Arkansas Eight. Okay. And the the people that got a uh, spit on going to school, right? Yeah. And so I just thought that that was just so cool to be in a presence that you know I took that picture. It didn't look well enough for me to put posted, so I didn't <laughs> post it. But because I was trying to take it and you know with her in it as well. But you yeah. know, so for me, it's like everything is everything is important that I do, and I treat everybody important. You know, you and it's just yeah. just how I keep it. You know that, and so that's where that came that came from. That was always behind the camera, but never out of the picture. Because gotcha. you need me in your life. I like that. I love that saying, man. You know, it's it's something that just uh, took me back a little bit because I used to be one that um, I wouldn't take pictures with with artists either. Like um, several years ago, I was able to work with Left Eye uh, with another group, and we were with her pretty much every day. Uh, We worked with you know Mm -hmm. Brian Michael Cox, Tank, um, Jagged Edge, just so many different people. And during this time, you know, I felt like. I'm, I'm one of you guys, and so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ask for pictures. And my pride kind of got in the way, but now I'm like, <laughs> if you didn't take a picture, it didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. As, especially, you know, now left eye is gone, so I missed that oh, opportunity, wow. you know? Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, man. But um, I do understand where you're coming from, though, as far as not, you know, not, see, not you're wanting... you're in the industry, so you're building your portfolio, mm-hmm. you know, in that way, of yeah. being behind the scenes, being that guy with on stage or working with an artist versus, you know, you know, so from that standpoint, you know, mine can speak to the, it can be on the wall and I just say, I shot it. I don't have to be in it. You know, if you just took a picture of me, you like, yeah, you were just in the room, but you can say, no, I (laughs) met them. We had a conversation and we got this picture done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different. Absolutely. For sure. Yep. Now, um, so when you walk into a situation, you know you got a photo shoot coming up. Do you do you use a certain strategy like that can apply to every scenario? Like, is there a strategy that you use? You go in. Do you look for lighting first? Do you look for location, or do you go ahead of time? Kind of, what's your you know, method? Uh, or so strategy? when I first started, I used to go like even if it was just for a location shoot, I would drive no matter where it was just to know where the shoot was so I wouldn't get lost or anything like that. But the busier we get, it doesn't allow you to do those things. So what you just do is just pack everything that you think you might need for the situation. And when you get there, you just go with it. It's like, again, 
taking it with the music. If the room echoes, you know you got to listen for the echo. You you just have to change change it up from the way you're doing it. So um, no, from that standpoint, and 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 some of the clients are really naive. They go, "Is this light good?" The set that you're working from. So it 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 all depends on what you're doing, and you just go there and then figure it out when you're there. Find a way. Remember. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, sir. And you just be over-prepared. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, I've I've been in situations where um, the people I was working with, their batteries have died, and now I'm I'm having to wait, you know, for it to be charged, or I'm sitting there just kind of losing momentum, and like, wow, really? Rookie rookie (laughs) mistakes. mistakes. I shot my first season doing weddings with one camera until somebody walked up to me and said, I was like, well, hey, it's a great camera, man. What do you mean? He says, well, what if someone knocks it out of your hand? And so I never even thought about that. He was like, if you drop that camera, can you now tell your client at their wedding or at their special event that you won't finish it and you call yourself a professional? So... Over time, you go like, hey, you got to have, you know, more than one piece of gear, you know, and you have to have all that stuff in that bag and be ready whether you use it or not. So that's where it gets really kind of pricey, because if you're sitting on a really, really expensive camera, you need a duplicate of that one in your bag so you can still get the shot done. So and and, and to that point, the flip side of that is if what if you accidentally uh, are you and do you are you insured? I've, I've oh, yeah. heard of photographers being insured, so so that's that may be the purpose, you know. What if you actually hit somebody while they're, you know, turning around, you didn't see them, and so yeah. photographers should be insured as well, right? Yeah, and you you right. So I have yet to hurt anyone <laughs> <laughs> or anybody get hurt on a set that I've worked on, but um, I have dropped man a camera with the lens attached to it and the flash attached to it because it was tethered to my body and I forgot I had set it on the chair next to me and I'm at a week-long event in another city mm. and I walk away and the camera gets destroyed. I have one other camera to get it done, but I'm still there a week. So having insurance, I was able to call my insurance company, rent a camera, get it shipped down to me and be ready the next day. So you have to make those, you have to take those precautions. It costs a lot to have those things in place. But if you're going to call yourself a professional, that's what it, that's that it comes with that because you can't make excuses. Yeah. Yeah. There are no, and I also recognize like this. So let's say they pay you a hundred dollars to do something, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a hundred thousand dollar event that's going on. And your hundred dollar, excuse me, your hundred dollar payment can get everybody else jacked up and mad, right? So, right. but with when they come to you, it's a hundred thousand dollar butt kicking, right? Mm. You're just making a hundred, right. but you're the guy that's holding up the whole thing, right? So you don't want to be that guy, right? Yeah, right. so I'm yeah. always early for the event. When they start looking around, I just wave my hand. I'm over in the corner <laughs> and keep it moving. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Real, yeah. real quick, I want to shout out uh, Vicky Greer, Don, Jerry Causey, Tony Cole, Daniel Harris, Brandon Washington, Wavy Boy, uh, Troy Harris. Uh, we got a comment here that says, 
from Yvette Knox. That's Uh-oh. family. She says he got tackled once. Oh, oh no, no, she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she got Oh, before you speak, you. before you speak to that, um, but wow. I believe it's Blondella Brown. She says, "Hey" as well. Um, oh. But yeah, so so tell us about that story. You got tackled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I believe it was it was a high school game. I'm shooting the sports because I'm I do school photography, right? So I got my long lens on. It's raining outside, and I'm looking through the lens, and this kid is like flat out running right at me and I'm I'm all in the moment and it dawned on me I'm like he is right you know <laughs> he is right here and I'm still just clicking away and so I sort of turn around and he catches me underneath my knees flips me totally over I missed the concrete by like six inches or so and when I come up and I come to my senses the, the, the uh, guy from the news is handing me his camera, his his card saying, hey, watch the news tonight. You're going to be on. Right? <laughs> Just <laughs> so, exposed. <laughs> yeah, it was, cold. it was cold. So they got a kick out of watching me. Uh, I'm glad. I don't think that's it. I had it on a T-bow and it got destroyed some kind of way. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't keep that one going. But, uh, one of the, the vendors that I had the flash that got broken, I was at Helix, which is a Chicago store. He saw me there and I was trying to get the lens fixed. And he said, oh, that was you? He <laughs> says, we'll fix your lens for free because you had our lens on the thing. So that was kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he yeah. Flash. He fixed the wow. flash. I'm going to get works. you that. <laughs> <laughs> Janet Griffin says, hey, as well. Um, Janet Griffin Reed. Hey, yeah. Hey, Jan. All right. And um, so I got another question for you. Let's talk money. So for those that are thinking about getting into the industry, uh, becoming a photographer, uh, would you say it's lucrative? How do you get paid and how do you charge um, depending on the circumstance? Well, it's 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 what the market will bear. It's what you're able to. um, There's a whole bunch of things that that sort of go into that, like skill level, how long you've been doing it. Like, you know, so sometimes you have to justify yourself. It's like, you know, some people now do weddings for $250, $400. And I'll just say, you know what? I'm okay with you choosing that person. (laughs) I'm just not the one to do it. Cause over time you, you know, you, you know what it's worth, you know what you're worth to do something. And so what I've tried to do is just do good work and not worry about the money. The money will come if you do the good work, right? So mm. you- that, You can say that again. I think somebody <laughs> might've missed that. Yeah, that's, it, it. you'll find yourself in situations where the money is because uh, again, I, I'll keep plug, plug, plugging my mentor at this point where we started off in one thing where it was really just a simple situation. Like AKA is one of the clients that we work for. I work or AKA through him. And I'm in rooms with 20,000 people in them, you know, and we're doing all these events and it's kind of crazy and it's all that. And then somebody will say, Hey man, you charge too much, you know, and they're trying to get you to do their, um, CD cover or something like that. And, and I'll just share with them. They're going to, at some point in your career, you're going to want to get what you're worth. And so I suggest 
you pay me what I'm worth so you'll get what you're worth because you'll have this conversation again. Mm -hmm. And I try to prepare them for what's coming up for them because at the end of the day, everybody wants a deal, but they don't put red bottom shoes on (laughs) sale for you to wear with your $10 jeans. (laughs) They just don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it, it's just it's, it's economics man so and, and and magic johnson even put it this way he was talking about how when he was younger any deal he would do any deal but as he made bigger and bigger deals you know how am i going to excite him with my 200 dollars? it's like mm-hmm. it's not a, a stab at who you are but you've got to find those people in that market for you as you build you got to build something you just don't start at the the top of the mountain we all got to climb and in our industry we're always climbing because there are things that change if you look at like when all the photographers lost their gigs that were working for newspapers because now they'll take anybody's cell phone shot of an event so if you look at it from that standpoint we had to change what we were doing or how we were doing it because now they'll just let anybody you know, people got skills, but they'll just take a picture from anyone, mm-hmm. you know, where that used to be a whole industry. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. So it, you got to keep you keep finding clients that appreciate what you do because we are. And again, to quote a phrase, we're historian. We're um, um, visual historians. Mm. If you look at it from that standpoint, yeah. like yeah. if I take a picture of someone, it would just be a simple picture that day. But if they get killed tomorrow, that picture yeah. becomes the most important picture that they've ever taken. You know, so we don't, you know, I'll try to scare anybody to doing work and things like that. Um, like I've done, we do obituaries as well. I, we have a print business as well, right? I've okay. done obituaries of people that have never been taking a professional picture ever. So wow. I'm working with cell phone pictures with, you know, pixelated pictures and all mm-hmm. those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So. I just encourage people at least go to the mall once, you know, and go <laughs> sit in front of somebody or you'll see somebody they'll eight, they're 80 years old and they're using their picture, you know, when they were 35. 30. Yeah. Right. You know, and I'm not taking a stab. It's just one of those things that I think we don't think about those things as we move through life. Um, and we end up in those kind of situations. Again, I, that headshot, I just happened to just play around and got that headshot when you asked me to send you something. So I am guilty of the same thing. Oh, wow. We've <laughs> been trying to do a family portrait for, you know, I think the last time we were going to do it right before COVID. So it's like, here we are again, not getting this family portrait done. So I get it, but I always, if I got to say it to other people, so I can, I'm talking to myself as well. Yeah. 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 I hear you. I hear you. Now, has there been a time been a time where um, a client will come to you and ask you to can you duplicate duplicate a look? And is that something that you're able to do? It's always challenging to do that, Um, because first I'll say to them, are you going to be able to do Are you can you duplicate the look? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Whatever you do, I'll capture. So now (laughs) if you can get there, I'll capture it. Right. So I try to spin it back to them, because if you don't have that skill level, you know, there are people that um, when I was first taking pictures, when I was first starting off as a photographer, I did a, 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 a young lady who 
was a professional model or a professional actor. And I could have swore she wanted to date me, you know, as I'm shooting the pictures and the way she's looking into the cameras. And, you know, so she had that, you know, yeah. and after it was over, she gave me my pay and walked out. And I was like, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> feeling some type of way. Right. It's right. Like, no, this was really about the pictures, dude. What was wrong with you? Right. <laughs> but so there are people that are able to get behind the camera and just like knock it out the park, man. And, and I, again, back to that. You know, if you can bring that, I can kept capture that. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, that's good is stuff. It in you. <laughs> <laughs> that's important. That's important. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, absolutely, absolutely. Well, aside from um, you know, what you do for a living, your photography and all of the gifts that you have, even with playing instruments and just being a great guy. Like, what do you want to be remembered for? What's something that um, you believe will be said about you, um, you know, when you're no longer here? Trying to give somebody else the same opportunities that I had. Um, um, leaving a legacy of, of helping others. Um, giving advice to people. When you, when you can pull somebody to the side and you see that they're doing something that you feel may not be an advantage for them, just being able to have their ear and be able to talk to them. And I know that, you know, in this culture, sometimes it can be very difficult, but I always preface it this way. I'll say, hey, I'm gonna give you some advice. If you don't want it, just tell me to shut up and I'll stop. So I try to put somebody at ease before I give them some advice because it's really just advice. It doesn't mean that what I've done will just work for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So I just tell people the things, how I approach things, and maybe that'll work for you, but that doesn't make me the, you know, orator of what they're trying to do. I'll just share a personal thing. I was telling my granddaughter, she's doing homework in the dark. And I'm, you know, I'm old school. Like you, my mother would make me sit at the desk and do my homework. Mm -hmm. And and so I'm like, Mari, you need to turn the lights on, blah, 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 and, and, and do your homework at the desk, right? Well, then she brought home all A's. So I told her, turn the lights out and do your homework. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, if you're getting the, the result, yeah. well, who am I to say what's right, right? So I try to learn this whole generation as I get older and older. They just do things differently. It doesn't make it wrong. It's just different. Yeah. I posted yeah. on Facebook one time, Psycho Alpha Disco Bayo Bayo Apadulu. And I'm like, what are those kids listening to? And I was like, oh, that was our music, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so we always think they so terrible and they listen to them. This is going to affect them. Man, we did the same thing. So I try to stay in that vein of not judging them in their, I tell them, just don't get stuck in a phase in your life. So you may make a bad decision, but you can always, as long as you keep getting up, you can overcome it. So wow. for, for me, I just want to be somebody that gave somebody some, some solid advice and yeah. uh, whatever works for them, find that. But I'll put it in their head to at least think just whenever you're doing something, just think first, because we post stuff all the time. I have the same emotions that a lot of people have that they post on Facebook, but mm -hmm. you'll never see me post them because right. you won't be able to go back and say, look at this. <laughs> look at this. You know, it's like, no, when you see me, I'm trying to go just like this all the time. There's yeah. a song I use. I use songs and movies. It says, if you can keep your head 
while all else around you are losing theirs, then you can inherit the wind, right? So those are mm-hmm. like things I try to keep in my head. I use them and practice them and and how I stay calm before I make a rational decision. So oh, just man. trying to give some people some skills that I use, not that they're the right tool, but just the skills that I use to help me. Yeah, yep. that's, that's very, very valuable. And um, just speaks to a lot about your character, the fact that you're willing to to give and you want to see other people grow and you're not selfish with what you have. And, um, you know, it's just awesome, man, that you were able to have some somebody before you that poured into you. Yeah. So now you're, you're keeping that legacy going by being so, a mentor to someone else. So, man, that's that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, if I you can would, give one more shout out to John Moore. John Moore helped me do school photography. And like I was gonna shoot a school before I even really knew how to do a school. I had the gig and I met John like a week before that. And I was like, hey man, I need your help. And he and I eventually became partners and he helped me do my first school. And you know, I still use some of the things that he taught me now for how I shoot public schools today. So wanna give a shout out to him as well, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, last question. So I want you to give some advice. There are, so you're blessed to be able to do what you love. So I'm sure work doesn't feel like work to you when when you're doing it. So what advice do you give somebody that, that, you know, they want to be in that same position, but they're maybe afraid to step out due to, um, you know, maybe it's income, they got a steady income and, you know, just afraid to step out on faith. So what advice would you give somebody that's maybe being held back because of fear? Well, so it, it, again, in my situation, I was afforded the luxury of having a wife that had a great job when I lost my job. So I tell people, you have to work within your own faith, right? Faith is something that you have to act on, right? So I had 10 years, so I, I wouldn't have to struggle like I'm, I would say to someone else is like, but if anything you put the effort into that, that you say you wanna do, then you'll live and breathe that, and then it'll become what you do. But if you're not living and breathing it, if you're not getting ready, if you're not prepared for your opportunity, then it's all about getting prepared for your opportunity. So if you say you really, my advice is if you really, really want to do something, you need to live and breathe it. I, I saw an article somewhere where a kid was sitting down with his basketball, but underneath the caption, it was saying somebody's practicing somewhere. You know, so he was taking a rest, but mm-hmm. someone else is practicing. Like if you look at the NBA, why are some guys so much better than others? It's not just some of it's just ability, but then it's some of it's a gift. But some people put the work in. Yeah. So it's it's you put the work in. If you if it's meant for you and you put the work in, you'll you'll be there. It um, It's very humbling just to. to to achieve some things that when you see it coming, but as you get older, I tell people I can, I may sound like a psychic now because I'm in I'm more in tune with what's going on around me. So it's hmm. like when you see God blessing you in one area, you'll see a door close, and don't panic when that door closes because as I've never been one to have a child, but in the in the in sometimes when you birth out something, it's painful first. Hmm. So I remember posting. I never lose. I either learn. (laughs) I forget the other. I I learn from the experience or I win. Right. So it's not losing. You learn from every time you 
do something wrong, make a bad mistake, find out what the lesson was in that because a lot of people have lost. Yeah. I mean, you've been at this, I've watched you, you know, and I'm sure there are some things that has no one would know about all the struggles that put you in front of this microphone today, but they just think, oh, you're the man, you're doing this. No, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> no not idea. that simple. It's not, you know, we, at some point, we always look like, we have to look like we've already arrived. And yeah. so, or I call it a never let them in you, see you sweat moment. But that would be my advice is like, whatever you're passionate about, live it and breathe it. And, 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 and you have to invest in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, I, I would burn every chair in here to keep my business going. Before I have to ask somebody else for help, I would, you first have to do your own part. Yeah. So that's, that's just it in a nutshell. Wow, wow. Yep. Wow, this has been great, man. I really enjoyed speaking to you. It's been a little while since we've spoken and yeah. uh, just being able to just catch up and even dig a little deeper. Um, you know, our encounters a lot of times has been, you know, brief. around yep. other people and been brief and, you know, it's been fun. But this is, man, I feel like I, I got to know you a little bit better tonight. And we didn't even bring up the cheese heads, you know, uh, I'm just saying. On, <laughs> you, y'all, you don't want to go there because uh, my, my tech guy might start turning off mics. <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. we know how to turn them off because we never call. We turn our phones off after the game. So <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, we'll see y'all look like football is gonna gonna be coming again. So yeah, for those of you that may have missed it, he's a Chicago uh, yes. native, still yes. there. So you know, he's a diehard Bears fan, and we, yes. you know, if he wasn't family, we wouldn't fool with him. But we love our we love our Chicago family. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> so thank you, man. Thank you for taking this time. I know this was a later podcast. Thank you for uh, just, you know, being on the show and sharing your expertise and giving wisdom and advice. I'm sure in the future sometime we would love to have you back on. And, um, you know, for those of you that are listening, we just appreciate you guys for tuning in tonight. And I hope that you got something. I know I did. I'll go back and kind of take some notes because there are some things that I learned tonight. And so I appreciate thank that. You. Um thank you. So, yeah, that's what this show is all about. Uh, we apologize for the delay in our start time. We had some uh, some challenges tonight. Um, however, the audio from this uh, will be uploaded to our Apple Music podcast. So you'll be able to see that. So the video is just something that we've tried to bring you guys so you can see our guests and, you know, live and, and in action. So although the audio may not, you know, may have some some glitches, that's OK. As long as our audio is clear, that's what we're really going after. Nice. So, uh, again, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you tune in. Um, there was a I believe there's a ticker at the bottom of the screen that will tell you to um, subscribe 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 share uh join us like us um, you can find uh, mario j brown music with a k and you won't miss an episode um tomorrow we have a really really special guest uh man she's beautiful she's she's fine she's amazing um she's my wife and our topic tomorrow is the musician's wife. So nice. I'm a, I'm gonna take a back seat, and uh, you're gonna get some perspective on what it is, uh, how 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 it is to live in her shoes, um, just being connected to me. Um, so that should be interesting. Interesting. I'm not sure how that's gonna go, but uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so you guys tune in tomorrow night, and um, that will conclude our first season. Uh, we did this in 15 shows. 
Today is uh, episode 14. Uh, we do have one more show tomorrow, and then we're going to take a two-week break, and then we'll be back um, with some more amazing industry guests, um, more enter- we got entertainment lawyers lined up, graphic designers. We have... Um, fashion designers make up you know more makeup it's just a lot so we're going to bring you everything that we can so you guys can be prepared and you can win all right so um yeah jb it was good seeing you man even though we couldn't hear you hear you tonight man we we appreciate your, your hard work and dedication to make this happen man and at least allowing us to be on these airways tonight so thank you again again thank you to our guests mr greg davis we appreciate you and uh till next time we'll holler peace i